Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave. I'm one of the pastors here at Compass Point, and with me again today is Lead Pastor Paul Eastwood. Hey. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. We are continuing on our work in progress series, um, and we're talking a little bit about service, about the things that we do. Um, Why don't you give us a little recap from Sunday? Yeah, I think, you know, what I really was leaning into this week is is not just the question of whether service is formational, because I think that we all at some level understand that. Mm-hmm. I think we all, you know, if you've grown up in the church, you have probably been told that service is part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus, and that is true. Mm-hmm. But how we serve is the question that I think is most important when we think about aligning our life to the way of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So how we serve is really what I was getting into on Sunday. In fact, uh, John Ortberg talked about this idea that you know that Jesus calls us to a life of servanthood, not just because other people need our service, but because of what happens to us when we serve. Hmm. So there's there's something that that happens to us that is unique when it comes to service that is transformational and is something that I think is really important for us to pay attention to. Yeah. Well, why don't we dig into that quote a little bit? So I mean, it, it talks about service forming us as kind of the primary reason why God has told us to serve. Um, but I think we also understand this tension of like, we, we serve because there's a need, because yeah. we're called to uh, yeah. love and serve a community. We're called to love and serve a people. I mean, God, um, for whatever reason, chooses to use us as his hands and feet. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you How do you hold those two things in tension while maybe keeping personal transformation as primary and, or how do you keep personal mm-hmm. transformation as primary without it becoming really selfish? Yeah. It's, it's a really good question, I think, um, because there, we can look around and recognize how, how much need there is around us and need in, in the physical sense of, you know, just people needing a glass of water, they need food and all of those kinds of things. But also from a spiritual perspective, there is a need uh, for, you know, knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is, right? Mm. And so there's all these needs that are around us, and we are taught to be, you know, G- as you said, the hands and feet and the sense of we are called to meet these needs of people. And and that is absolutely true, but there is something that is like a shadowy side of that service that can actually lead us down a path that is not helpful. Mm. And that is when we believe ourselves to be saviors, when we see well, my job is to go and save the world. Because I know Jesus, I'm going to save the world. And I think, you know, our response should be, because I know Jesus, I'm going to serve the world. And Mm. service is the, I think that service is a, is a, um, is actually something that, that reflects the character of God. We're made in the image of God, which means that we've got, you know, things like compassion and love that, 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 you know, are underneath everything and the shadow sides of those things, um, you know, hatred and greed. And I think the same thing, service is something that is super important. So we, in the same way that we don't just abandon love because there's a possibility that that can lead to, you know, some kind of self gratification or it can lead, it can lead to, you know, harm in other ways, Hmm. the same thing, we can't just leave service. And I think what I would say Sorry, this is a long-winded answer, and maybe I'm yep. getting a little confusing. But the thing that I talked about on Sunday that I thought was one of the most fascinating things that just kind of came to mind is that every time that that the Apostle Paul talks about our giftedness and how we've been gifted, mm-hmm. he often begins those sections by talking about humility. Right. So he says, you know, in Romans chapter 12, don't think of yourself, you know, more than you ought. Yep. And then he says, but you've been gifted. So what he's saying is, hey, don't get a big head, but you're pretty awesome. 
Like you've been, you've been designed to serve, you've been designed to help meet needs, but don't let it go to your head because that's the danger. Yeah. And I feel like that's a, that's a tension we all wrestle with and we all, um, yeah, it's, it's so hard that line between like ego and like, um, lack of self-confidence and, you Mm -hmm. know, I, I know I can look around, um, and, and see people struggling with those things. And I can look at my own life and see moments where I've struggled with either of those things and, and holding them together well feels really, really tricky, right? Like we, we both, um, we do things because we believe in ourselves and we do things we serve because we believe it's the right thing to do, even when we don't feel about it, feel, feel like it, right. That's part of, part of what the the beauty of habits is they, they take uh, some of our emotions and our emotional (laughs) swings out of what we're actually doing, which, which can be good. But you, you also called us at one point, you said one of the things that, that you may never hear again in a sermon is part of what you may have to do is stop serving. Um, Unpack that a little more for me. Why, yeah. why would we have to stop? Well, because again, I think that we have always been told that part of being a good Christian means that you're supposed to serve. Okay. And so everybody sort of says, ugh, I don't want to, but I'm supposed to. So if you know, if I'm going to be able to look good in my small group, or if I'm going to be able to come on Sunday and not feel guilty all the time, I better do something. Mm. So like, what can I do that's the easiest thing? Or what can I do that, you know you know, I can do quickly, I'll, you know, I'll go out and, you know, do whatever, whatever sort of menial job in my mind that I do so that I can say I'm serving. And I think what we are trying to, to talk about here is that true transformation comes from a service that, that comes from a different place. It's Mm -hmm. more of an overflow of what God is doing in our lives. And then that just leads to the way that we want to serve the people around us. If we do it the other way, sometimes it can, we can get on a hamster wheel and it's that achievement loop, and you know, we, maybe mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about this whole um, cycle of grace and grief that I talked about on Sunday. But we get into this wheel of achievement and wanting to do things so that we can feel good about ourselves, so that other people will praise us, so that we'll fe- feel even better about ourselves, which drives us to do more things. Right. And that vicious cycle goes around and around. And what I was suggesting is that if you're on that cycle, you need to stop. Right. You need to stop. And you know, stop doing things for the for those you know those reasons that are um, that are really distorted. Now, I got to say this too. We're all doing things for the wrong reasons. I think constantly we do things for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that is that we can recognize those moments where we're doing things for the wrong reason, take it to the Lord in prayer, take it to the Lord in submission, and then we can, you know, work in a different direction slightly. But when we're on the hamster wheel, sometimes we don't even see it, and right. at that point we just need to stop. And I think uh the, the one piece you missed in, in talking about how to respond to that is I think, I think taking it to our community, the people we know best. Last week we talked about those, those intimates, that group yeah, of people. Yeah, well said. Um, I think those are the people who can and look at us and say like, okay, stop having a pity party and like, like, sir, you know how to do this. Or they can say, yeah, you've actually developed a habit of serving out of a place of bitterness yeah. and it's time for you to take a break. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's, that's often something the people around us can see better than we can see ourselves. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right. I think we all end up doing things out of the wrong motivations. Right. Um, so like in some ways you've painted this beautiful picture of the ideal of serving out of the place of love. You, you said the line on Sunday, which has stuck with me, you know, if you, um, if you want to know how you're doing with serving others, yeah. think about what, 
you react, how you react yeah. when people treat you like a servant, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and that's a beautiful picture because we, as those who care for volunteers, yeah. you know, we, we do our best to celebrate them and to like, we yeah. don't want them treated as lowly servants because we believe we're all equal and we're all body, body yeah. Christ and all that. And yet we all kind of have those moments where we're treated poorly. Yeah. Um, and, and our, I find even myself, like my emotional temperament when, when someone says something to me that I'm like, oh man, that's really immature. You should know better. Like I get kind of like offended and high and mighty. Um, so I don't, I, I, I'm just curious, how do we, how do we move from a position of like wanting to serve and wanting to serve out of the right motivations, but recognizing that we're not always doing it. Um, like what's the journey from there to getting to the point of serving out of love? Do, cause I, I, I'm, I'm not sure you're telling us to just like wait until you're fully love and fully rightly motivated and then jump in. I think you're probably telling us jump in, but like be in the kind of relationships, be in the kind of community, be in relationship with God so that you can, you can see these things in yourself. You can confess them. I don't, what, what other advice do you have? Yeah. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I think you're right. The, the tension often becomes, we start thinking, well, what if I'm taken advantage of, right? What if, what if I start serving and, and this just, you know, and, and I think, I, I think most of this really comes to a, the, you know, our perspective might be a little off in the sense that we are, we're still sort of hung up on, um, you know, this whole achievement loop where we're, you know, we say we're, we're beyond all of that, but yet we still feel like, um, you know, what we do is, is in some way our achievements is some way, uh, forming an identity in us that is, um, that makes us feel good about ourselves. So, but, but regardless, you know, back to your question, I, it's, it's, it's tough because I think that, uh, there, there's sort of, it, this is a complex kind of like, um, it's a bit of a paradox in the sense that there, there are two sides to this and, and both of them, um, are true at the same time, yeah. you know, uh, you know, should we, uh, you know, do we need to stand up for truth and what we believe and for our dignity and the dignity of others? Of course we do. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, should we be able like, should we give ourselves to service in a way that it really doesn't matter if someone is taking advantage of us. Yeah. Kind of that's true too. Like, so, you know, both of those things are true at the same time. I guess you could look back to Jesus and think about the way that yes, was he open to interruptions and serving people even when he had other things to do? Yes. Yeah. But were there times when Jesus moved on because he had other responsibilities? Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I think of the, you know, the story in Mark chapter one is one of the ones that I keep coming back to where Jesus woke up early in the morning and left a house that was surrounded by people who needed healing. Hmm. And he went to a quiet place to pray. And the disciples kind of finally find him, and they come running to him, and they say, Jesus, we've been looking for you. You know, I'm so glad you found you. Let's go back to the house. There's lots of people there that need healing. And Jesus says, no, we have other places to go. And I'm like, well, wait a second. These were people who were in need, right? Hmm. But Jesus didn't heal them. Jesus walked away from people who were were, uh, sick or in need of him, because he had a purpose and a, and a, um, you know, sort of a, a plan. Right. So I think that's, you know, part of it too. So as I, as I think about, um, kind of the practical side of serving, um, I am just keenly aware in, in the volunteers that I manage the people in my life, uh, that people are really busy. They have a lot on their plate. Um, people are worried about burning out or feel like they are burnt out. Um, 
and whether we're talking kind of clinical burnout or, or even just kind of being overwhelmed, like I think the last couple of years have been a lot for people, but I think we're, we've talked about this. We're in this hurry sickness culture. Um, so I, to me, it feels like, like serving is really important, but how do we, how do we integrate it well into this life of discipleship, this rule of life, this, um, ability to slow down, to be more present, to bring more things to God, to be in the right kind of community, to be less distracted. How do we, like, is there, is there a piece of the puzzle that you start with? Do we all start with different pieces? Do we like, I don't know, how are these things related? Yeah, I, I think that the way that we are feeling about our service tells us a lot about what it's either doing for us or not doing for us. Okay. If we are completely run down, overwhelmed, exhausted, that is not a healthy place to be. Yep. And and so the answer is in those cases is not to do more, mm. right? The answer is to realize why is it that I'm feeling so overwhelmed? And I think that like Jesus was busy. Let's let's you know, let's get that out there, right? He had lots yeah. of things to do. He he kept lots of appointments, he met with people, he did all kinds of different things. Um but we don't get the impression that he was burnt out or exhausted or full of anxiety. And so I think I think for us we need to sort of drill down on on how we feel about our service, and in those moments we may find uh, that we're serving from places that are not healthy. Right. And so I would say, um, you know, that becomes the the litmus test for me is that, you know, if you are serving and it is um, it service is going to be hard. I'm not suggesting that it's not difficult physically, um, but you know, there is this sense in which when it turns from something that we are doing with joy to something that is, uh, you know, kind of sucking the life out of us, uh, there's something that we need to pay attention to. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I'm going to push back on one thing that you said there. You said Jesus never, uh, was never overwhelmed by anxiety or burnout, which I, I think is sort of true. And yet Jesus also sweat blood. Now he, he knew he was going to the cross, so a little bit different, but I, 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 I am reminded that, um, like on, on one hand, he didn't live there in an unhealthy way. On the other hand, he experienced one of those realities of being human, which many of us do experience. Um, and he, he shares that with us. Um, and I mean, you know, he, he came through the other side as in he was crucified, um, which is not how we hope any of our lives ends, of course, but, um, I don't know. I, I wonder if there's again wrestling with, with the, the great need in the world and wrestling with our own limited ability to, to contribute to it. Sometimes there is this sense of, of dread. Um, yeah. Well, let, let me go back uh, even further. So right mm-hmm. to the very beginning of creation, the original sin, right. Yeah. Is this idea that people wanted to be their own gods, right. Right. They wanted to replace God. And that is a burden that is too much for any one person to bear, yeah. right? And so there is a certain amount of uh, dread when we look around in the world and see all of the things that are happening and, and you know, the ways that, um, you know, that, can, that that can be overwhelming. But I think that, you know, when we learn to trust God in the midst of that, mm-hmm. then we we don't feel the need to take on too much. And we also uh, don't feel the need to take on 
the uh, the anxiety that comes with what if it doesn't work or yeah. what if this doesn't work out, you know? Yeah. And I think that there's this reminder that in, in the midst of it all, God is in control. Mm. As hard as that is for us to understand, I think the trust factor is the is the thing that, you know, kind of helps in, you know, the bigger picture. Yeah. So uh, a fun pop culture reference here, Paul. Uh, we've been watching a show at home called Abbott Elementary, which is about... Um, mm-hmm inner city school and these elementary school teachers who just are under-resourced in in serving the kids. And and the main character is this really kind of young, idealistic um, teacher. And then there's this, the group of older, wiser teachers. And at one point, the older teacher turns to this young teacher and says like, you're not the first teacher to care. We may not look like it in the same way you do, but we actually care so much. We know not to burn ourselves out. So Mm -hmm. these kids will have someone here tomorrow. And that, like, that was a profound line, you know, great mm-hmm. show, funny. Um, but also like there is something to knowing our own limitations as people and where, where we're called to care and where we're called to give things over to God. And I think that's a really important part of service and kind of what you're getting at a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I talked about three things that, you know, when we think about how we serve, I talked about serving from a place of humility and then, you know, serving from a place of our giftedness, you know, not trying to be someone that we're not, but being who we wholly are. But then I also mentioned about being a service from a healthy foundation. Yeah. And I think that is, um, yeah, that's, I think really key in the whole thing is, is, um, you know, how do we keep ourselves healthy as we, as we serve? And, you know, so just so a quick recap there, I talked about the cycle of grief and the cycle of grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard about this the first, for the first time in my arrow experience at a leadership course. And, and I remember this just being so profound to to see it just written out or drawn out uh, the idea that the cycle of grief, you know, sort of begins with our achievement and then it moves all the way through to acceptance where the cycle of grace actually begins with our acceptance and mm-hmm. moves all the way to achievement. Right. And that I think is really foundational to what we're talking about when it comes to service is if we are serving out of a place, and, and it's really hard for us to understand this, and so I think you're right, this is where it's really great to have community where we can talk this through. Um, but actually, I talked to someone on Sunday who thought you know that, that those two cycles drawn out were so helpful for, yeah, for them, because they were like, oh, that really kind of reminded me of what's going on. But yeah, and in fact, what he had mentioned to me specifically was in the cycle of grace. I talked about beginning with acceptance and moving through being resourced or mm-hmm. um, sort of supported to our identity, which is number three. And he was saying, well, doesn't identity come first? And what I was saying is that, yeah, I think acceptance is our identity first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. But understanding who we are beyond the fact that I'm a child of God. Right. Uniquely. Mm-hmm. That happens through the work of of the spirit as we under as we uncover our own giftedness and our own spiritual uh, you know strengths, and as we are resourced by the goodness of God through His grace, we begin to really understand who we are. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's where we begin to move into achievement, or in this case, as we've been talking about service. Yeah, I think there's something so good about that and knowing, uh, knowing our, our identity yeah, first as children of God. And then also as we grow and as we learn and as we find our own motivations, learning our unique, yeah. um, yeah, ways we're called. So I've heard, I think the, the call for some of us, some people who are maybe, 
um, burnt out on serving, it might be wise to take a step back. But as we close, I want to offer, and I'd like you yes. to offer something for maybe people who aren't yet serving, yeah. who maybe, maybe they don't have all of these habits sorted out. They're not in community. They're not another thing. So what's the case to like jump in somewhere? Yeah. So there are two sides to the, to the coin. Obviously there are places of need in the church where we yeah. have, you know, we have holes that we need someone to step in. And that might be you, you know, for a season, the idea of stepping into a role that might be a little bit different than your particular giftings. Um, I mean, maybe your gifting is like, you know, the gift of helps or you are sort of a, uh, someone who is uh, very good at, at that support kind of thing. Well, supporting sometimes means stepping into things that might not be your thing for a while. Yeah. Um, so there is that, that, that is, that is true. But I also think that we need to think about service a little bit differently and I don't mean in a in an act of resignation, like in the sense of like, oh, well, I'm just going to do this one little small thing mm. and, um, you know, like, and say, well, then I'm good. I would say that we need to, there needs to be a sacrificial sort of uh, weight to this in the sense that we give a give of ourselves in, in ways that are even sometimes beyond, you know, just kind of giving mm. and I, and um, in a healthy way. And so in that, in that case, I would say like, we need to think about, uh, the way that we give financially to the church or the way that we pray for the church as acts of service, mm. the way that we bear each other, uh, the way that we listen to people who are really difficult. Those are ways that we can serve the church. And um, and then beyond that, then we can start looking at the, tip- the typical, you know, someone needs to teach Sunday school and someone needs to do those things. Right. But I think, I think maybe we undervalue uh, those other uh, very important parts of service in terms of, you know, prayer and generosity and the way we're compassionate to people that are around us, those are also ways that we can serve the church. Yeah, yeah. So much good stuff there, Paul. We could uh, keep going, but we are at our time limit. So we're going to call it for now. Um, Thank you for listening along to Postscript, and we'll be back next week as we close off our series on being a work in progress. Talk to you then. Mm -hmm.